When should companies bring back old franchises? Let's talk about it. Hello and welcome to episode 11 I've of, run out of, fingers. of Triangle Square. You can't do fingers no oh, more. No, no. You throw the 10? Uh, wait, what am I doing? Throw the 10. Okay, episode 11 of Triangle Squared, coming not from sunny San Francisco, because I'm fucking back from that place, y'all. Boys. Uh, <laughs> Hot-ass Texas. Too hot fucking Texas, yes. If there's anything, if you live anywhere in the South... And this sticky, humid, fucking hellhole of a place, and you go to California, the thing you're going to love the most is the fact that, like, the entire time that we were in San Francisco is, like, 65 to 70 degrees, and it only rained once. I'm, I'm going to move there. It, it was fucking amazing. Coming back, like, literally, dude, we got out of the airport yesterday, and, like, the first step out of the airport, I was like, what the fuck? And it was only, like, 80 degrees here, but it's super humid. Oh, so it was it was fucking, it was hell. Uh, but you know what, Saw? I I didn't see it all last week, and this is actually my first day fully being back. I got back super fucking late yesterday. But do you know what I had a chance to play? What is that? East Origin. Oh, the PS Vita title. Dude. How is it? PS4, PS Vita. A. I didn't know it was on PS4. A, dude. It's super fucking good. Uh, Really fun. I literally, I I downloaded, um, oh, damn it. What's the name of the game? Uh, Oceanhorn. I downloaded Oceanhorn as well. Thought thought I'd bounce between them, right? And I brought my Switch. Thought I'd play a little bit of Zelda. Mm -hmm. Uh, I started up East Origin while we were in the airport because we got delayed a lot. And then, yeah, I think I saw that on Twitter. We were a whole day behind. Um, or we ended up having to fly out the next day, so we flew out Saturday instead of Friday. Uh, we barely made it to kind of funny life. It was uh, really fucking shitty. Like, I mean, literally, we got into San Francisco an hour before kind of funny life. Oh, wow. That yeah. sounds like a mad rat, <clears throat> mad dash to get there. Uh, it was it was stupid. That's that's all I'm gonna do. So, uh, but anyway, we got there. So the first day when we had to keep waiting as it kept delaying our flight before they eventually canceled it. Yeah, uh, I ended up just playing that, starting it. Super fucking good. More importantly, whenever I went to download, like, hey, I need to make sure I download that so I have something to play on the plane. Uh, and I really was looking forward to playing it. It's only twenty dollars. Yeah, because I uh, I was gonna get Memories of Celseta. And, and I think it's I only think, $20 now, it's but it only, was a full price when it came out. Oh, was it? Yeah. Okay. Uh, that game's also really good, but so far I'm actually enjoying uh, Origin a lot more. I may have to uh, to check it out because it's a active like it's an active time battle system, right? Like, how does that battle system in that game? No, the way that all the East games are are um, active. I mean, like they're just uh, real time battle. Oh. Uh, but like, what made or- uh, East Origin look so cool is it's got like this. Uh, uh, 2.5D uh, kind of style to it. Uh, so it's like it's pixel art, but it's like fully animated yeah, yeah, pixel art, a, and it looks really pretty. I've seen um, uh, screenshots but, of Before it. you leave uh, tonight, I'm going to show you it, because, dude, I mean, like it's super fucking cool. I was playing it in line uh, for a kind of funny laugh thing, and somebody looked over my shoulder and like, what is that? And they were like, that looks fucking awesome. It's a, it's a PS Vita. <laughs> something nobody has. <laughs> no, luckily, that's a group of people that actually knows what the Vita is. So, oh, yes. Mr. Greg was, Miller uh, is, uh, what was it? The, uh, have you seen his thing at GameStop? Where he's, no. he's he's talking about Persona Five, and then he starts bitching all the people who didn't buy enough Vita games. <laughs> it's pretty good. Um, now, uh, judging by the name of that game, I'm going to assume it's a good place to get started in the series. Or do they all have separate? It came stories? out actually way later, but this is the only one. Uh, I can't remember the the guy's name. It's like uh, Adol Hitler. Christian or something. Um, and he's the guy who normally is the the main protagonist of uh, the oh. East games, but this is the first one where you actually choose between two different. Uh, and there's a third playable character, I think, after you beat the game once. So, really cool. I like it a lot. I have a weird question. Never mind. Our mics are reversed from what they were last week. So, I was like, are you recording your audio? Because I didn't see your audio spikes. Yeah. That kind of threw me off. Yeah. Um, but I may have to pick it up, especially for twenty bucks. I've been looking for more games. If I were to pick it up on Vita, I mean, it's a really good Vita well, yeah, title. Yeah, I think that'd be the place. Because there's I'd no voice acting, which uh, actually works. Because when you're on a plane and you're just trying to, you know, I was multitasking, listening to music and podcast and shit while I was on the plane. Uh, yeah, and also doing that. But the game's really good though. I like it a lot. Um, so besides that, I really didn't play anything. Got back today, played a little of Diablo because I had a little bit of withdrawals. But to be fair, it wasn't as bad as I thought it would be because yeah. East was so good. Well, um, so I've played literally nothing besides these. Interesting. So I may have to. Oh, I, I lied. There was a video game bar there called The Foundry, which is super fucking cool. Played some Smash. Now, did you go to Wings Wings? 
wing wings uh no they did the they did a meet and greet after kind of funny live there right uh, but we had literally had like no fucking sleep and no food or anything and it was i'm glad we didn't go it was crazy so oh that's uh, true but we tried a lot of stuff so a lot of good breakfast places is that all you've been playing though Yep, East. Uh, so I know you played a bunch of shit. So what did you play? I, okay, so since we recorded the last one on like what a Thursday, uh, yeah. it's been nine days since we recorded, and um, I've played a lot of different games, uh, which is only three or four for me. But <laughs> a lot, three um, or four. A game I picked up on the Vita, good old Ollie Ollie Two. Oh yeah, trying to platinum that. That's did you gonna take pick it a up, long or did time. you get it from the free PS Plus from a while back? Uh, no, I downloaded it. It was like fourteen bucks. Okay. Uh, redownloaded. The game's uh, fucking hard. It is. Um, it's a, it's gonna be a very long platinum grind. Yeah, I played the free. Um, <clears throat> I got it for free, and mm, goddamn son. Well, I uh, I also downloaded um, Final Fantasy Tactics: War of the Lions again. Since we talked, we talked about, about that. that. Yeah. Well, I think it's on my Fat Vita over there. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's already on that one. So if we want to yeah. play that anytime, uh, that's a fun battle uh, game. You know where you do two player battles. Yeah, and kind of love compete. it. Super good. Um, picked up Life is Strange, which of course is the PlayStation Plus uh, free title. Uh, yeah, is, and you were gonna borrow it anyway, so that works out. Yeah, it was a hella decent game. They've said that word four to five times in the first hour, um, but it's <laughs> I like it. It's pretty interesting. Um, I can't necessarily call it original because it's just. Nothing with time travel to me is original, but no, but it was well it's, written. It's uh, like okay, I, I tell people all the time. There's nothing really original about The Last of Us. The the what makes The Last of Us so good is it's probably the best example of uh, of really new, well done writing and character development as well as acting in yeah. a video game. Because I mean that's not something you typically see to that quality in a video game. And that game was probably the first one to really do it at that level. Uh, and don't get me wrong, I mean I thought the gameplay was good, but the gameplay wasn't as revolutionary as the uh, the story as, as the and, and again not the story because a lot of people were able to guess that story but we're spending a lot of time on this thing yeah well yeah it was uh <laughs> it's i played probably an hour of that and it's been pretty fun uh i picked up killing floor 2 which is another playstation plus oh, do you play, so you played an hour of life is strange yeah yeah okay. i want to play an hour okay. of that because me and annie are playing it that gets, every night it gets way better um i thought so, it was a pretty cool already yeah um, no, no, i like that it's more like, like i was telling you before it's you have way more control uh, than you do in the uh, tail tail games that are similar style. Yeah, like you have more direct control of the character. I like that you can actively rewind when you want to, and, and like the puzzle like, solving aspects are a lot better. And you can um, kind of pick out items and stuff and read them and stuff like that. Yeah, and that's actually how you get the platinum. Is you, there's a lot of uh, optional pictures you got to get. I only yeah. missed like four, and, I, and luckily there's a uh, collectible collectible mode. mode. I looked so that up to make sure I wasn't going to miss anything. Um, but Killing Four Two is pretty fun. Um, it feels a lot like Left 4 Dead, but it feels a lot more polished in my opinion than Left 4 Dead. Um, I didn't like Left 4 Dead that much because the way either. you kind of like look at weapons on a table and you're like, okay, these are the weapons I have for the game. This, you pick a perk, which is a class, and then you have tons of weapons you could pick from. If, if you make money from rounds, really, really fun. Um, so let's see. Uh, Ali Ali, Killing Floor 2, uh, Final Fantasy Tactics. Uh, I actually started playing Grand Theft Auto Online for the, like, the real first time. I kind of I dabbled in it on Xbox 360. That's actually really fun um every now and then you'll get a griefer who is obviously way over leveled than you and he'll he'll run around and he'll like kill you they'll run around and like you know they can't steal your cars or anything but um you know it's a pretty interesting um pretty interesting experience Um, i wish there was more people to play it that i knew uh well i ain't gonna be one of them because that game just does not interest me i'm trying to convince joe to get it so maybe I can play I thought it with Joe, Joe. Yeah, I thought Joe played he, it a lot. He played on Xbox. Though, he had he? it on 360, yeah. Um, but that's pretty much it. You know, four new games. Um, I feel like I'm missing something. Okay. But uh, probably not. All right. Well, for those of you who are just now joining us for the first time, uh, this is Triangle Squared, a PlayStation podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Brett Beck. This is my uh, good friend and your other host, Saul Bridges. Yes. This is the 11th episode, which is fucking, it feels weird because it's been so long since we recorded the last episode, since we did it yeah. on Thursday instead of Saturday. Uh, but we come out on YouTube every Monday at uh, 12 p.m. CST and 10 a.m. Uh, Pacific. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Every time you go through that, I'm like, I'm is he is like, I'm, I'm almost wary if you're gonna say it right or not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So anyway, we post to YouTube and we also post in an audio only format on uh, SoundCloud, iTunes, and Google Play Music. And I'm sorry if I seem a little less enthusiastic than normal. I'm fucking tired. Well, it's late. It's uh, I, I, dr- I got 11. back home at like fucking two o'clock yesterday, and I've had a bunch of shit going on today. So. Yeah, but it's all right. We're getting, we're prepping. Uh, that's what I'm gonna spend most of tomorrow doing is making sure that we are completely underway for the E3 watch along. Yeah, we. So I, this we, is posting on Monday, which is when we're gonna be doing the watch along. Right. So we're gonna start and try and do a 
plan, plan wise should be uh, we're going to do a live tw- uh, stream the whole way through uh, we're going to do 30 minutes to an hour or so um, depending on when we can get everything set up and get it going we're going to do 30 minutes to an hour of pre-show we're going to do the whole watch along which will probably be somewhere around 90 minutes and then we're going to do at least 30 minutes of a post-show kind of, of our, our comments and it could be more depending on what the hell they show and considering that we've seen some pretty crazy leaks and shit recently I think that actually might be there might be a lot to talk about well and if we have because I think that there's a lot of surprises yeah I think there's I the hope. obvious stuff there's God of War there's Days Gone there's Spider-Man these are the things that we know are going to be there Detroit is apparently going to be there and I would like to see if we get a date for Detroit. I'm Still, I don't necessarily know that's going to happen. I'm keeping my hype levels in check because you just named off last year's E3 as well. Oh, I know that. But those games are going to be there because, in a way, they have to be. Horizon yeah. was there last year, and Horizon was the E3 before. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's, it's almost, there's no way to really keep away from that. It's just you've got to capitalize on the games that really wowed last year, and we got to we got to get an update on some of these games. Now, uh, Detroit, if they, if they come out, I want to save this for the the pre show, right? Yeah, because this more is sense. this is good conversation, um, and, I, and I do want to wait and see what Xbox does to see if if in my opinion, Sony because my thing is Sony doesn't change their stuff, but I think Sony knows a little bit more me. about what's going on across the aisle uh, than a lot of people. Yeah, I think well, they both know what each other are up to if, to a small extent. And then just to be uh, not devil's advocate or whatever, but just in case if we have some experience like technical difficulties with a live stream, we will probably be able to do oh like a a, a live watch along but it won't be live we can do our reactions as we watch it and then upload yeah, it later. I mean, I'm pretty sure we'll be fine, but yeah, I, I guess hoping we'll, so. in um, one way or another, we plan to do the live stream and then take the live stream and then cut it into the pre-show, uh, do, during the show and then the post show and yeah. upload those as separate videos for those of y'all who are interested, who are can't, uh, can't stay with us the entire time. So moving on from that, just want to make sure y'all were all aware. Uh, and we're going to make sure we have everything. Uh, our Twitter at triangle SQRD uh, is where you will find, uh, we're going to do it on Twitch. We're going to, the day of, we're going to post a link to the, the channel up there and you can, follow along that way uh but we've done enough of the the pre-show here let's hop into yeah. the the news of which i really i will say being on vacation and trying to think of this is like i had to think of it a little more to make sure i was staying in line with it kind of keep it up uh yeah so anyway uh First thing on the list is actually something that we kind of cut off of last ones. I knew it was going to happen, but it's going to be on this one for us. Uh, EA and Ghost Games have revealed Need for Speed Payback last Friday. The news came with a trailer showcasing a move away from the live-action cutscenes of the last Need for Speed title and a dive into a more dramatic action-packed storyline reminiscent of the Fast and Furious films. The game will be set in the desert-based casino town, Fortune City, with heist being added to the game. Uh, the game is set to release on November 10th. I saw you shaking your head a little bit. While I don't necessarily love that it's going to be Fast and Furious based, I do think that this is somewhere a, a happier in between uh, than I don't think they could have pulled another game off with the live action cutscenes. My whole thing, uh, and it was a little too campy the last game. My whole uh, thing is it doesn't need characters or cutscenes. I mean, cutscenes. I'm with you for sure. I'm with but you, but I do want to say I would. I, most people would consider the Golden Age of Need for Speed to be most wanted in Carbon. Uh, and both of those had very dramatic stories with cutscenes and characters, and I think that that's something that should come back. Well, I'm more of a fan of like the Need for Speed Underground games, which had no characters. Two did, and so did one. Well, uh, no. But they weren't major characters. Yeah. They were very different. I, I'm with you, and I don't think there's anything wrong with that, but I do say at this in this day and age, having that kind of story actually separates you from the competition because the problem right now is that all the racing games coming out are just racing games. Uh and there are better racing games than Need for Speed. There just are. Um, Not, yeah, but you get like that. That is street racing. And they're, and customization. And they're, stuff. they're hopping up cop chases is what they're saying. They're going to be you know making them a lot better than they were last time, which they were very lackluster last time. They will be playable offline, which is also a big addition. That's cool to see. Wait, was the last one not? It was online only. It had to be online. But it was cool because of the way that it worked into the city. Uh, I, mean, I didn't know that. Yeah, you were in like a, basically a little area with eight other people. Hey. hey, shout out to Retina Science and his cell phone for the podcast. Hey. Yeah, oh well. Was that an alarm or is that a I don't phone know call? who the fuck this is. This is a number I do not recognize, so I'm not answering. That's local, though, so that's kind of interesting. Yeah, Just em. this late, though. Could be somebody in trouble. Yeah, fuck them. Uh, anyway, so in a completely separate thing, let's move on to the next item. We talked enough about Need for Speed. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, so much to my dismay, I actually learned this a little later than some of the other people did. Uh, one of the Twitter users pointed this out to me because I'd originally missed the news, so shout out to you, Twitter user. Uh, I can't remember which one it was. Geo, wasn't it? Huh? Wasn't it Geo? No, I don't think so. And I, and um, I think that you're talking about... Uh, I'm saying his username. It's not, even, his- it's not even Geo, you fucking bastard. You said it? No, I can't think of it. I mean, I can look up uh, Gideon. I thought his is G I O. 
Is that not his username? No, uh, no. Uh, regardless, uh, Monolith Productions announced that Middle Earth Shadow of War, the much anticipated sequel to 2014 Shadow of Mordor, has been delayed. Originally set to release August 22nd, the game is now slated to release on October 10th, pushing the game back about seven weeks, which blows. Uh, Monolith also added that they will show more at E3. So where? I don't know. Um, my understanding, I don't think uh, WB has their own press conference, so I'm assuming it's going to be tied into someone else's, maybe Sony's, maybe Xbox's. Yeah, uh, I definitely with the Scorpio who. talk. Talk, I could see uh, them showing it as a Scorpio improved title. That that could be true. Yeah. Um, so we'll see. I mean, we'll learn tomorrow. Uh, so by the time this posts, we may know the answer to that. Uh, next up on the list, it appears the PS4 Pro is selling way ahead of expectations. According to Sean Layden, the president of Sony America, one in five sales of PlayStations, uh, PlayStation 4s is a Pro. Uh, global sales chief Jim Ryan also says the machine is in desperately short supply, implying that if there were more stock, uh, the machine actually might be performing even better. Uh, this is really the first we've heard of any kind of sales of the Pro, so that's interesting because they've been kind of Kind of quiet about it uh, on it, Uh, so it's uh, good to see that it's exceeding expectations. I'm I'm happy, Um, and I also think that this needed the time to be able to hit those uh, those kind of sales. Um, And I said it earlier. I think uh, I was having a conversation with somebody. I think that they really need to handle the supply constraints because I'm pretty sure, uh, definitely with Xbox. Did you see the fifty dollar price drop on Xbox One? Yeah, so it's so two fifty now. I'm pretty sure two fifty for some, and some may go as low as two hundred. That's crazy. don't know for sure. That's but a very cheap four K Blu Ray player. Yeah, but I do think that we'll see PlayStation Four drop down to two fifty permanently, if not more. Because uh, no, remember is. they moved. No, 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 no. no. no it's only two forty nine for the days of play, and then it goes back up to two ninety nine. Okay, I was going to say because there was that and leaked image. Of remember, the gold they're one. all they're all one terabytes. So even if they drop to two fifty as a permanent price drop point, that makes sense because it's five hundred more gigs in the Xbox. If, yeah, at, but at you don't get the four K Blu Ray player. But we'll see. I mean, yeah, but that's just also for a standard PS four Slim. Here's the thing, yeah. dude. Mo- I'm telling you, four K Blu Ray is not performing as well as you would think. Well, until we get rid of these stupid data caps, streaming four K streaming is not either. <laughs> That's true, uh, but you know net, tr- net, net neutrality is getting fucked. You see where Netflix said that they were backing out? Yeah. Fucking assholes. Uh, anyway, so uh, in the same interview, is also revealed that the PSVR has surpassed 1 million units sold, and it has also surpassed expectations, obviously, because of supply constraints, because yeah. they did not supply as much as they thought. They obviously thought that they were going to be a little more tepid than they actually ended up being, so that's good to hear. Hmm. Uh, next up, Capcom officially revealed the previously rumored Mega Man Collection 2, now, you remember this from a couple six episodes ago? I still need to pick up the original one. Uh, I didn't pick it up because it didn't come to Vita, uh, which I thought was blasphemy, and it also doesn't have a platinum, so fuck them. Um, anyway, the collection will feature wow. Mega Man 7, 8, 9, and 10, and is launching August 8th, uh, digital and retail for 1999. Uh, let's see... Uh, I thought that was interesting. I don't really know. It's not surprising because I thought that the I think the other Mega Man collection actually did pretty well, and they're just trying to make money off of that character at this point. I wonder if it's to to test the waters for a new Mega Man game. They should know those waters shouldn't need testing, especially after the you horrendous pile of crap that Mighty Number no. Nine was. Well, yeah, but you'd think, man, it's just it comes down to a lot of these people are very nostalgia driven. I mean, yeah, if they do it, it'd be interesting to see them do it. Because remember, nine and ten actually came out way later than seven and eight, and they actually look different than seven and eight. Seven and eight looked more advanced because nine and ten were hearkening back to the original Mega Man yeah. style, and those were PS3 releases, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so. Pretty interesting, but yeah, August 9th, 1999, digital and retail. That's pretty interesting. Maybe they'll put Platinums in this one, but fucking probably not. Hopefully so. After many leaks, Sony officially unveiled the one terabyte gold PS4 Slim, which we just talked about, which release uh, coincides with today, actually, uh, or yesterday, I'm sorry, the Days of Play event that features discounts on games and accessories. For the duration of the event, the gold PS4 will be available for $249.99, but after June 17th, when the event ends, it will raise back up to the standard $299.99. Uh, but we'll see if that still holds true after E3. Uh, I, yeah. I think that we're going to see a PS4 Pro uh, price drop and a PS4 price drop. You know, that's I, I'm still getting a PS4 Pro soon, and I'm, I'm actually going to hold out until this to figure out what's going on. Yeah, I mean, that's smart. I think right now there's no point in buying around E3. It's always the truth, though. Uh, so next up, PS4 exclusive Horizon Zero Dawn has surpassed 3.4 million copies sold. That's a good chunk up from the 2.6 million uh, that they last uh, yeah. talked about. And I think that that was in the first two weeks, so that's good to hear. Uh, it was also revealed that the around 915,000 copies were digital purchases through the PS uh, Store. 
so congratulations to Gorilla. Uh, sure. This is a yeah. great, great new franchise for them, and um, it's performing better than Killzone did. Uh, even though I love Killzone, it's just I'm happy for them to see that not only did they do something new, they were also able to do something that performed better. And they set up a last. good, a very good arcing story for a sequel. Yeah, maybe there, even there's a definitely going to be a sequel. So there's no way there's not going to be a sequel. Uh, definitely with the, the way the game ends. So not spoiling though. So uh, next up, VR shooter Arizona Sunshine is set to launch on PSVR on June 27th. So that's actually really close. Uh, the game will be compatible with the AIM controller uh, that came alongside... Um, oh, Lord. Farpoint. Farpoint, thank you. I'm very tired. Uh, it's also okay, uh, compatible with the PS Move Wands and the DualShock 4 and has a full campaign, uh, campaign get this, that's playable with one person for co-op. So you can do two-player co-op, whole story. Pretty cool. That's really cool. I actually. like to hear that. Uh, the game also sports a four-player co-op mode. Uh, that's a horde-style game. Game mode. Yeah, that's pretty cool. So that's pretty cool. I don't think I know four people with VR, but if I did, I, that wouldn't. Yeah, that but up. a cool idea, and it's it's online. So if you meet people on the, over the internet, you can do it that kind of way. Okay, yeah, but that who makes knows? sense too. Um, I forgot online's a thing. <laughs> yeah, so uh, next thing up, and I'm fucking excited because I love these games on PSP. Uh, the City of Final Fantasy NT, uh, the PS4 play, uh, port of the arcade fighting game, has been announced by Square Enix, featuring over 20 playable characters for the Final Fantasy uh, franchise, including my boy Noctis from 15. I'm just glad that they're already mm. trying to pull him. I know that you have different views about that game as a whole, yeah. but I don't think Noctis was a terrible person, and I yeah. think that it's cool to see them embrace him into the Final Fantasy lineage that's already. Uh, that's good to see. Um and I do think it's going to be cool because I think there's people that came into Final Fantasy with 15 that may buy this specifically because they see Noctis and there's some kind of franchise recognition there because there's a lot of people who maybe didn't know much about Final Fantasy and they don't know who Zidane is or who Cloud is. Unlikely they don't know who Cloud is. I think I saw my boy Cecil in the trailer. Hold on. You, you go ahead and with that. I, 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 I want to say you're right. Uh, I saw Zidane because he looked kind of fucking crazy. He looked really realistic, and he looked taller. And it's yeah, weird because remember he's he super did. short in the in, uh, in Final Fantasy IX. So uh, anyway, let's see. Um, the title sports a three v three battle mode as well as a newly pinned story mode uh, for the port. The game was given an early 2018 release window and will be playable at E3. Uh, I just thought I'd mention this. The game looks to be PS4 exclusive, uh, but that has not technically been confirmed. Um, at the end of the trailer, it just says PS4, which seems likely, and I don't think it'll come to anything else. Yeah, because 15 was on Xbox, wasn't it? Yes. But uh, if you think about it, Dissidia is going to be a more of a Japanese game. Wasn't this also developed on a PS4, then put on arcade cabinets? No. It was developed for arcade cabinets and only? And over, yes. Okay. I, I, uh, and, for some reason, and the arcade cabinet, this, it's one of the weird things, because over there they actually care about arcade cabinets, but the arcade cabinet gets updates. I wish um, I wish we cared about arcade cabinets in the United States like that. Yeah. I know there's I know there's a couple of niche places that do. All right, next up is a uh, Sky, a new IP from a uh, new developer, Puny Astronaut, was officially announced exclusively for the PS4. The game is described as a relaxing exploration game, perfect uh, perfect for players of all ages, from three all the way to elderly grandparents who might want to play with their grandkids. Uh, meant to be easy to pick up and play, so I think that's smart in a lot of ways. It's going to get sales just off of people who uh, it, it can kind of be. A family activity and the the barrier for play is much pulled down for older people all they really have to do is learn to move around i'm not trusting any game that has expiration in it it has the name sky i've been burned bad that game wasn't that bad dude. You oh it to was calm down no. you're the one who bought fucking two copies and an extra ps4 for it you can't be mad i didn't that buy you an extra ps4 wait. my fiance did which is we have y'all this, got a joint bank account we do. <laughs> you bitch but still <laughs> So, um, let's see. Such a letdown. <laughs> oh, my God. Biggest letdown of this generation. All right. So, no release date was given, but they say it should be available later this year. So, if that's interesting to you, uh, hopefully you'll get a release date soon. Uh, check it out. It's got an interesting art style. Uh, I'm, I don't know how I feel about a relaxing exploration game. I think it's a good idea for, like I said, barrier of play for some people like kids. It's a good way to get, uh, to get people into the gaming uh, sphere even at age three or maybe even older. Um, so, you know, interesting. I do think it's interesting that it's exclusive. So uh, next up, Hellblade Sinuous Sacrifice, the new action game by Heavenly Sword developer Ninja Theory finally has a release date and a price. And dude, I'm so fucking stoked. Me and RJ Loki were having like a little mini orgasm conversation on, on Twitter because I'm literally, I mentioned, I was like, I can't wait for this game. Then the next day they were like, Hey, release date and price. And I was super stoked about it. So, uh, let's see. Uh, I haven't seen anything on this game in a long time. Hellblade. 
Yeah, man. Every week like, they I've have seen the character diary. models. Yeah, but I've seen the character models, but there's no gameplay or anything, is there? Yeah, every week they show a new developer diary, showing different things from gameplay to the way that they're going to show damage on the screen. Um, uh, the game looks fucking phenomenal. Uh, they showed how they did uh, facial recognition without having to do actual face capture. That's really cool. Yeah, dude. And it's uh, let me go through the rest of it to give you the, basically the news. Uh, they're aiming for what developers call independent AAA, uh, and the game looks the part of a standard AAA release. And now we know it is going to be priced competitively as well at twenty nine ninety nine. We also learned that the story should take around six to eight hours to complete, though they are still uh, fine tuning and balancing, so it could be a little longer, it could be a little shorter. Yeah, I was gonna say because uh, that, that that price tag, it had to have had it makes sense something. Uh, and I also think for an action game, it's it keeps itself from being too pulled into bullshit. I think it's probably better that it has this kind of brevity to it. Yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, let's see. Hellblade releases August eighth. So for those of you who are interested, um, it's not very far, and I'm super excited. August is shaping up to be good. It would have been better. If, uh, you know, um, Shadow of War did not get delayed, but it did. Um, and let's see. Uh, right now it's available for pre-order on the PS Store, which comes with a dynamic theme for Hellblade. So that's pretty awesome. RJ Loki apparently got that one, too. He told me it looked pretty cool. And I've seen it. It does look pretty cool. I don't know if I've ever had a dynamic theme I thought looked cool, though. I'm going to have to check that one out. Uh, I actually like my Gravity Rush remastered one, where it's they, cat that one was really with cool. the apples yeah. moving. That was a good idea. You could only get that one with the physical version, though, right? Yeah. Or could you buy that separately? No, physical version only. Um, which I'm so glad I got. So next up, Bandai Namco have announced a new 2.5D Dragon Ball game called Dragon Ball Fighters. Have you seen this at all? Yeah, it looks it looks, it looks cool. cool. It reminds uh, so, me of Tenkaichi. Yeah, a little bit. And actually, it kind of reminds me of Ultimate Battle 22 and shit from back on the PlayStation One. Oh, that's a name I haven't heard in a long time. Yeah, those games are fucking great. That's like uh, saying Super Sonic Warriors for the DS. <laughs> yeah. That was a good game. All right, so the title is being developed by Arc System Works, uh, the developers behind Guilty Gear and Blaze Blue or Blaz Blue. I've never known how the fuck you say that game, so I think it's I'm sorry if, if, I, if I butchered it and you love that series and you can just stake me whenever you meet me in person, which will probably never because I don't think you're going to come to Arkansas. Uh, but moving it's along, <laughs> yeah, it's It's hot. Um, and I'm wearing a beanie because my hair looks like shit, and I forgot to, you know, I forgot to get it going. Boy, so. we personal today, aren't we? Yeah, we personal. My dick is seven and a half, and I don't, that's that's a fucking lie. I don't know. That could be true. I don't. Have you measured your dick lately? <laughs> All right, going back to the game called. <laughs> Uh, the game will feature three on three battles. The information was revealed along. Don't you give me that fucking look, Saw? I'm gonna do it all I want. Hey, fuck you, man. I've been on fucking planes and around gay people, and I don't mean that in a in a pejorative way. I fucking mean I've been in a weird environment. It's pretty cool, though. <laughs> Dude, homeless people took better care of their animals than they did themselves. I saw a cat with tutu sitting on top of this homeless bitch's head. Super fucking cool. And the homeless woman was nice. We gave her Snickers. Because we got a free Snickers. Interesting. San yeah. Francisco is an interesting place. Yeah, I'm telling you, it's the tapestry of uh, of the world. So um, the information was revealed alongside screenshots for the game, and while no release date was given, it does state that early next year uh, is the release window. So we'll see about that. Uh, next up, uh, for Crash Bandicoot fans, woo, like me, uh, fuck you, saw if you don't like it. I don't actually know. How you I, I was gonna it. say I'm excited. <laughs> where, where is this coming from? You know what I want to do? Leading up to it. I thought about since we're talking about doing Twitch streaming, I kind of want to just take like one day a weekend and see if we can just fucking beat all the games in June before the release. I don't know how I feel about it, but I'm I'm cool with the idea because I have I have them all. On how PS3. how can you? Oh, okay. I was gonna say how can you Twitch stream that? No, I have them all on PS3, and if I, if I forgot, yeah, I forgot about plug that. up the old Elgato. Uh, you got to do it. It can't be through HDMI because the Elgato and the way that PlayStation does shit. You have to do it through. Uh, I have component cables, so we can still do 1080p, but you have to Why? catch it through the component. That's just. Uh, weird actually you know i want to say you can't even capture on the ps3 but i think you can do it through component i have to look into it if we can't then we'll figure a way to do it out um but moving along for crash Bandicoot fans first four figures have announced a partnership with activision to bring a nine inch painted pvc figure of crash Bandicoot to celebrate the insane trilogy now the interesting part of this is that the render for this was actually leaked a couple weeks back um and we didn't know if it was going to be part of a announced collector's edition or what it is a separate figure uh, but yeah, you know. so you could just purchase it without having to worry about. Yeah. Well, I was gonna say you you still don't have to worry about stock though. I'm sure. Yeah. It's probably um, hard to get. Probably. Uh, but look, the figure could be pre-ordered at local retailers because I don't know exactly when they didn't announce that in the trailer. And I went to GameStop today because uh, that's about the only local retailer we have, and it was not available for pre-order in their system yet. 
but it may be tied to a date. I'm not exactly sure, uh, but you can do it at retailers or you can wait until June 27th to pre-order an exclusive edition straight from first four figures. No price was given in the trailer, but I'm hoping it's not too pricey because it's only nine inches. It looks really good though. It's painted. It's PVC. It I can see around detailed. 50 or uh, 60 bucks. It's got a base around the bottom of it that says Crash Bandicoot uh, in, the, in the kind of the original logo. I'm, I'm 99% sure I saw it, but I've seen a lot of fan stuff lately with Crash, so yeah. it could have been that too. Yeah, there have been a ton. Uh, and I didn't actually put this in news, but I saw it today. Uh, I've been really busy, but I saw it today. Did you see uh, the developer of uh, Brothers, A Tale of uh, Two Sons, I think is what it's called? Yeah. Um, and Two I played Souls. that game. It was weird. No, Two Souls is beyond pretty sure. We'll see. I'm pretty sure it's Tell Two Sons, but let's see. Come on. You can't be doing that, man. What do you mean I can't be doing that? Everything's going to come up. Anyway, no, look, it's Tell like Two it's Sons. Number one. Bitch. Anyway, so the developer for that went off and made a new studio, I think, called Hazelight, if I'm not mistaken. Did you see this? No. Uh, I, the no game I, is I called, like that game, though. The game is called A Way Out. Oh, wait. No, no, no. I did see that. That's like an and escape it looks, room. It looks super fucking yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. It, it's... um. Forced, Different. forced, mandatory co-op. Now they say the ideal experience is to play it with someone on your couch, but you have to play the game co-op. So even if that means online co-op, you cannot play the game by yourself. Uh, and one thing that they showed that was a uh, excuse me, pretty revolutionary, or at least I haven't seen in the game myself. And they talk like it, so I think it is. Uh, it's the first time I've seen it. Um, the way the co-op works is that the way it's split up or if, or if, regardless of whether you're on couch or online, uh, when one person's in a cutscene, the other person can still freely move. That's pretty cool. I like that a lot. That's a. I don't think I've ever had that in a video game. I don't before. think I've ever seen that, uh, unless it's one where you skip the cutscene and you can move. But it's like the cutscenes are right. specific to the players. Yeah, that's that's really. So cool. it's like one player will see one specific cutscene because they're playing as a, as one of the two um, protagonists, uh, and then like it's, it's really built around trying to work together. And so it's building on the premise of what Brothers was trying to do, which is. Um, you know, basically co-op, but brothers was weird because it was co-op with yourself because you controlled one, one with a th- well, like each, left and each, right analog yeah, sticks, each yeah. had a thumbstick, which is really weird. I think it was a cool idea though. Oh, it was a good game. So uh, that's all I really know. Uh, they showed Bioware's new thing, like we were talking about. Um, and please remind, uh, what was it called again? Oh, you just said it. I can't. Fucking it starts with an A, doesn't it? Yeah, I can't remember. <laughs> I'm but fucking it looks said like a million it, times. I'm, I'm fucking tired. But anyway, it, it they showed like their new could, game out, and it, but they're going to show more tomorrow. So I'm just going to wait. Anthem. on really talking about Anthem. Uh, it looks very like Mass Effect style. So yeah, with but power we'll see. Suits. So go ahead. The drop. I know the drop is really short this week. We go ahead and give the drop out. Sure. Um, so first up on the list, we have Cars Three: Driven to Win, PS4 and PS3 digital and Holy retail shit. title. It's I, coming to PS3. Yeah, before those bad boys go away. Uh, I wonder who the developer is. Because you know, um, yeah, that's a good Disney was saying they cut, they shut down all of their um, studios. Remember, they were they were they were looking no. at a gaming and letting other people do their games for them. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, get ready for the ultimate racing experience in Cars Three: Driven to Win. Play with more than twenty characters, including Lightning McQueen, and cruise through twenty plus tracks. Advance your abilities in six game modes and become the Hall of Fame driver. Next up, Iron Sea Defenders, a PS4 digital title. Immerse yourself in a unique oh, historical battle Avalanche setting. Software never heard of them where the enemy never sleeps and the combat is brutal and uncompromising defend your fort from impending enemy attacks by saving money stockpiling secret weaponry building web uh, cannons and driving the enemy to despair embrace your tactical and strategic proudness and victory will be yours i wonder what kind of game that is no not I'll, to be honest with you i wasn't listening at all because i was trying to figure it's this like shit a tactical out. Game. uh but hold up avalanche that's what i thought i knew this sounded familiar that was the team that made disney infinity that got shut down but apparently got opened up that's right warner brothers bought avalanche out so this is the developers that made Cars 2 and Disney Infinity. That's weird. Uh, they got shut down and then bought and reopened under Warner Brothers. Uh, but they're still making Disney games that's weird. fucking somehow, some way. So that's so, interesting. So I, I've read the uh, description of this game and it almost made me laugh out loud. Um, this is La Tour de France 2017. This is out this Thursday. And uh, with... I, can't, I don't know why I can't read it. Um... With Tour de France 2017, experience all the passions of the La Tour de France and conquer the coveted yellow jersey. Play as the greatest riders on the gorgeous roads of La Grande Bousselle. Attack, give orders to your teammates, choose the best trajectory, manage your stamina, and make decisions that will lead your team to all the way to the top. What kind of bike game do you play that says attack and give orders to your teammates? That's what I was about to say. But <laughs> can you imagine a turn-based, uh, or actually a real-time strategy, not real-time, turn-ba- turn-based strategy, but where you have movement, like where you can move forward on the tracks yeah, and stuff? Yeah, like I don't know what Where you're fucking attacking stuff and like... 
You this go up to him be, and you side swipe him and like knock him over and this, shit. This could be like some kind of weird cyclist thing. I'm not. A it's cyclist. not. I'm sure it's just a. It's some kind of a. Like you can kick or something or. Yeah, like uh, you know maybe, some of the kart racers, you can side swipe and stuff. It's probably some shit. Yeah. Like that. Uh, but I will say, I, you said the lay tour de France, which is the the tour de France. Yeah, you're right. La is the in French. I don't know much French, but I know lay. Yeah. Did I say that or is that not? You said the passion of the lay tour de France. You're right. Yeah. Oh well, there we go. There, uh, there so we go. Pixel Heroes. This looks bite cool. magic. This is out of Thursday release. Enter the world of Pixel Heroes and prepare yourself for a thrilling RPG roguelike experience like you have never seen before. This Explore- is on PS4, by the way. PS4 Digital, yeah. Explore a randomized world full of hilarious events, deadly dungeons, and the weirdest NPCs you will ever meet in a game. I'm gonna tell you, I like the art style from that picture, and if the game looks anything like that, I'm extremely sad it didn't come to the Vita. Yeah, you're right, actually. Woefully sad. And that's out 6-15, so Thursday. That's, that's fucking that's a, weird release date. It is. But uh, that's it for the drop. Like, that's a really, really fort shot, or, uh, drop four games. Hey, but look, at least, they, at least they did the work for us this time. That's true. And it is the week before E3. E3 is in three days. So, you yeah. know, or, well, three days from this recording. So I expected that, Spoiler. to be fair. I expected little games. Um, but, you know, they kind of release shit when they want to. I wonder if they're going to do any of the stealth releases on stage. Ooh, I shouldn't. Well, you know, like stuff that they didn't put in the drop because they wanted to save it for available now. And then you go and get into the fucking thing. So, um, we're at 35. Okay. Okay. For a reference. All right. Uh, well, anyway, so now I guess let's get into the main topic. Um, and that is kind of stemming off of what Jim Ryan, the CEO of, uh, or not CEO, I apologize. He's the head of sales marketing or some shit. And, uh, Something he shouldn't really uh, be a of, part of. Of PlayStation. So um, let's see. Jim Ryan is the global sales chief. Uh, anyway, uh, he made some remarks um, regarding to backwards compatibility on PS4. And the first bit he said, I actually agreed with it. It's a often requested and very seldom used um feature uh, and i think that's been proved time and time again uh people whine and whine and whine but you know you know a lot like with what happened with the ps3 people wanted backwards compatibility it was on the system system cost too much because of backwards compatibility they pulled it out lowered the price nobody really said anything about it well, xbox one does it though but it doesn't truly do it yeah it and, just and uses that's as, as like a drm for the disc uh, you, well you it's weird it. too because it's emulating xbox 360 as a whole but it does a good job at it yeah but you know, there's a lot of things that come down to I've been wondering, even if they did backwards compatibility, how would trophies work? Are trophies going to be pulled in on the same system? Or do they have to do like Xbox did, which is emulating the back end of a PS3 to where when you are in the game and you hit the uh, PS button, that it goes to a PS3 XMB instead? And again, that's how it works with PlayStation Now, but I don't, I wouldn't want that as the built-in way that it works on... like That's how it happens on Xbox. If you play an well, Xbox game, you pull up a 360... With, dashboard. Yeah, dashboard. And um, I was like... Well, I, th- I think Sony has a good job with their trophy system already where it wouldn't matter because you're going to get the trophy regardless. It wouldn't, well, but how, how do you go in? I mean, I, yeah, I guess, but I would it's got to be worked in of how it's going to pop and all that I stuff. I would assume if you're playing a true backwards compatibility... See, now, there's a weird, weird difference here of backwards compatibility versus uh, virtual market or virtual store. So if you download a game, like if I want to play Demon Souls and paid twenty bucks for that, um, I'm is that backwards compatibility or is that just virtual console? Well, technically it's backwards compatibility with a digital title, but I guess at that point you can call that virtual console. But yeah, so I would I would assume it would do, but weird kind of trophies. But we'll we'll, we'll talk about that in a second. Yeah. But so the the, the main point of what we want to get to is that so story. with with him saying that, um, I like sure that makes sense. But then he followed up with a remark of him being in a Gran Turismo event uh, and that they had games on PS1, PS2, PS3, PS4, and he said he saw a lot of the games from the PS1 and PS2, and he said they looked ancient. Why would anybody want to play that? Uh, and I do think that that's a slightly out-of-touch statement. Of course, he's in the business side. He's not He's not a gamer, um, per se. He could be, could not be. Uh, to what level, who knows? But it does pull away from what a lot of people love about being able to play classics, which is it doesn't matter what they look like now, what they play like now. A lot of it's nostalgia-driven. yeah. And even then, some games still look. There's certain like I think pixel art looks great. Of course, yeah, like Hyper Light Drifter looks great. Pixel art, I mean, is is Titan a Souls looks great. It's it's a it's an art style that holds up. Yeah, no matter what you do, uh, and I'm glad it's kind of found its way back because it's one of my favorite parts about East Origin as well because of the way they did the the, the sprite. It's like it's weird because like the environments are like hand drawn and like 3D rendered and stuff. Right, but then the character models, but the are, characters are pixel art. Yeah, and they're like a 2.5D it's, sprite based. It's like tactics. Tactics yeah. is one of the greatest very, very art similar. styles because uh, as long as the resolution looks good, that art style is gonna 
it's not gonna it shines through i mean yeah. just naturally because it's got an interesting design to it it's gonna age like um, final one but you know and then those games still play well so it's not about you know a lot of backwards compatibility comes down to some games that were just ahead of their time almost are just uh timelessly crafted sometimes i say yeah. where they were crafted in such an art art style and such a play style that it can never really go out of style like right. it can never really get old or feel ancient. Well, yeah, like classic turn-based stuff. And then this is one of those things. Style. I mean, people still love Mega Man because yeah, Mega Man has Mega Man has a very interesting art style. I mean, you know, it's odd, and it, obviously it looks a lot different, but it's it's got charm of its own. Uh, and then obviously Mega Man fucking plays beautifully. Uh, another perfect example is Castlevania. Uh, Any of them. Well, a Symphony of the Night is specifically what I'm talking about. That game is very pretty. Yeah. It's colorful, well, uh, really interesting map design, and it's a game that still looks good and plays well. Because it plays, and that's one of those things, it's a game that defined the way that its genre should really be played a lot of the time. Uh, the Castlevania games as a whole did, and then obviously some of Metroid as well, because of the whole Metroidvania thing. Um, but at what point, you know, with him saying that, it shows the dirt of touch, but, you know, at what point is it that, you know, one thing that people love about backwards compatibility is you can play games that you love that weren't nece- that aren't necessarily available on that console that you have now. And maybe you weren't able to keep your other console. Maybe it broke and you can't afford to get a second one, but you still have the games. Or you whatever, traded it in to get the be. new one. Yeah, because, you know, people have limited funds. So. Right. And I, while I do think that you never get rid of consoles if you know that you're going to continue, I think you never get rid of consoles anyway, unless, like me, you just literally don't play them. Because I got rid of my Xbox One because I literally never turned it on. And I right. was like, there comes a point where this isn't worth it. Now... I never turned it on while I had it, though. That was even thing. While there was new games coming. See, PS3, no new games coming. I don't turn it on often, but I turn it on a little bit. Um, but I have games that I love to play for it that I can only play on that. Right. So it comes down to, you know, it's like I still have my Dreamcast. I still have a Genesis. I still have a PS1, PS2. Um, it's one of those things where it's like I understand the want for backwards compatibility and play some of the games that you are not necessarily going to be able to get. Because sometimes there's games that don't get the time in the limelight again because for some reason they just weren't received well enough. Like a personal example for me, it's always near. Uh, now that might be changing, but that's a story for a different day. I wonder. Uh, the original near. It's a very great game. I love it to death, but it's a game that didn't necessarily perform crazily well on the PlayStation 3, so it wasn't a cutting-edge game, but it was a very beautifully crafted game, and it didn't sell very well. So me being able to have my PlayStation 3, or if my PS4 could play my PlayStation 3 disc, I could just keep playing it that way. But yeah. here's the flip side of that. You know, and, and I'm not saying that there's a right or wrong here. This is a very odd topic. Um, sorry. Uh, I think that, you know... One way to possibly alleviate that is a lot of the reason that people like that is because the games or the series that they love are no longer actually being made or around, and it's a way for them to continue playing with that character. Uh, now, the reason that I actually kind of thought about this is something we've talked about a lot on here and even today a little bit. The Crash Insane trilogy is this weird area between what I call a... Like a reboot and a remaster. It's, it's, well, it's, it's bringing back a now dormant franchise. Yeah. Um, and it's bringing it back in such a way that it's it almost hangs in the in-between of backwards compatibility and reviving a franchise. Uh, And that's because of the way they're going about this one-for-one remake style. They're looking at the Grand Mesh and they're, they're making the game look and feel lot like the original definitely like if you haven't played the originals in a while and you play this one it feels and looks like what you remember now if you've played them more recently you know they don't listen it'll look near as flattering now yeah, we're kinda- but they still play very precisely and that was the thing for me it's like I played Crash Bandicoot a lot I love that game I play it all the time uh, it's been probably a year since I've played it now to be fair but I played it probably last June was the last time I, I, I popped it in and played it uh, specifically Crash 1 um, that I played Warped is my favorite but I was playing one I think Warped is Warped is baller. Uh, and it was a lot of people's um, first time getting able to... Because like, it was a weird... It had a great balance between being easy uh, and being just difficult enough. <laughs> yeah, because the first say, game is really hard. It is. It, especially um, the running towards the camera stuff. Yeah, I so, hated that. I don't mind that. Some of the harder ones are like... A, I can't remember the name of the fucking level. It's like Slippery Slope or some shit where you're climbing with the side yeah, of the mountain. I'll say, I think you're right. Uh, I, think fucking, I get slope. stuck on that fucking level all the time. But anyway, so with Crash Bandicoot specifically, they're doing this in between. Uh, I like to look at it. Is that they're they're capitalizing on what people love about the game and it almost is like you're playing the PS1 games but you're playing it with this new coat of paint and this new development and this new thought process going in and giving you the best of all the world so it's like you know it's literally my, the in my opinion it's probably the perfect way to bring back old franchises um, because 
you can garner new fans. It's very hard to garner new fans on old games. Definitely for younger kids who don't understand the limitations of, of uh, like, you know, you give them an, an SNES controller, they're like, well, there's a shitload of buttons missing. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm, I'm just saying, for a kid, they go and they're like, yeah. what the hell is this? Now, some games. It's a different age of gaming. Well, it's a very different age of gaming. Yeah, because. So, but, you know, you give them a PS1 without, definitely, thank you, but you give them a PS1 controller without the analog sticks, and they're like, what the fuck? Um, yeah, because be the original Crash did bit better. analog sticks, didn't it? No, it's D-pad only, that. and, that's, yeah. and that's another thing. That's what I mean. It's like, so you get to play Crash because you remember it, but now Crash 1 has analog stick control, which it right. never did, which, which is fucking awesome. Yeah, but, I was going to say, it's going to be better for me. I don't know about everybody. So that's a way of reviving a franchise and bringing it back, but also bringing it back with what people held near and dear with it. So, you know, what my question is, is... And it's a question without an answer because it's going to change subjectively per person. But I think, you know, is there a way that we can make a lot of people happy with this style, either Crasher style of coming back with uh, remakes of the old games that hold extremely true to their old games? Yeah. Um, And then also, you know, for those who, when backwards compatible just isn't a good option for the manufacturer or for whatever reason, say Sony can't actually do it, who the fuck knows? Um, Part of me thinks that it probably would have been able to be done on the PS4 Pro, but they didn't want to to, uh, split the user base like that to where the PS4 Pro owners could play PS3 backwards compatibility, but PS4 people can't. Because then the people who don't need to upgrade for the, who don't want to upgrade for the extra specs are like, what the fuck? Well, well, I can't mind or, it. Or if you don't have a 1080p TV, it's a more of a reason to buy one. I mean, I agree, but I don't know. And maybe it still can't be done because the cell processor is really weird. It I understand is. that. And it's a lot different than the 360 and trying to emulate 360. But to be to Microsoft's so, credit, they said that it couldn't be done on Xbox. Um, so I guess I'm going to just get your general opinion on it. Do you think that if it can't, if it's not going to be a remake like Crash Insane Trilogy, how do you feel about games and new games in the series coming out? Uh, kind of like, I think a perfect example of this too, where we're talking about somewhere in between what you remember and what you love and what made it felt like a classic. I think another example of this is Sonic mania. It's a game that's completely that's brand true. new, but it, it's the same it's, formula. It's very, it's it's reaching for people who loved the original Sonic games yep. uh, before he went into the 3d era. And I think it's good that they actually understand that there is a, a divided group there. Of course. Yeah. Um, and Especially I think it's smart because now you get both of those areas filled. So like I think Sonic mania is a very good example of what I'm talking about where yes, it is not a remaster and no, you're not playing Sonic uh, and Knuckles or Sonic 3 or Sonic 2 but you are playing a game that is so reminiscent and has the and it understands what those games were and, and of course the game's not out yet but everything looks to be good sometimes it's that nostalgia factor yeah, it the does. same it does so you know is that enough or would a whole new game in the series like Sonic Forces coming out does that do enough to kind of stifle a stifle I guess your uh, your urges for backwards compatibility um and I know that there's still be people that want to play old ones, but you know, is this somewhere in the middle where you can strike where some like you, you can make a lot of people happy? So, well, and see, this kind of you kind of brought up a good point. Well, because like another is, example, Call of Duty going back to World War II, it's not a remaster, but it's harkening back to a day of the games that people want to play. Um, or not remaster. Well, I'm sorry, it's not back to compatibility, but you know, a lot of people are playing these older it's games. Going back they love, to its roots of that that are, are going to appear to the people who are playing them nowadays. Yeah, exactly. People our age, because we started out on Call of Duty two, and some of us even on Call of Duty one on PC. Um, but it kind of it's a weird thing is that if it's possible, and I'm sure there's a way, they need if they're going to talk about backwards compatibility, they would need a, in my opinion, a digital market or a uh, virtual console and i think that it would work well the same it's doing for ps2 classics you know it doesn't have to be um you know tech new textures and everything you know 1080p resolution and trophy support would be fine i wouldn't even need trophy support but you know if, if i had to lose that because there are times that i'm sitting there and i'm like i kind of want to play demon souls can't. See, but I would like the trophy support to be there because then, like you know, I'm I'm rolling through the near platinum. I haven't uh, I haven't in a while. To be fair, I've been a right. little disconnected. But I'm rolling through the original near platinum. Uh, I was doing that, and I would like to have done that on PS4. Yeah, and see, that's a good point of where though that would become more of. And I guess what it means is that that's a harder era to start trying to do backwards compatibility because it introduced so many things that weren't in games before. Yeah, like I, honestly, though, like, and updates and stuff. So, like, kinda, how do you do updates? 
What, well, what do you mean? You wouldn't need. I don't think you would. Well, no, what need I mean. To. Well, but what? No, what I mean is like, okay, if it's all digital, then no, I guess you wouldn't have to, as long as all the digital versions. Yeah, are yeah, because that's what but I. That's what, what, what I if you put prefer. your game in there? But what if? What if they just? What if it was? See, now where that, you just put your PS3 disc in there. How does how does it handle updates? I don't even know if our disc drives and the PS4s would be would be compatible. with It's that. Blu-ray. It should. I mean, it's Blu-ray. That's well, I'm, all talking it about, takes. I'm talking about because all the Xbox One does, to my knowledge, is it's a DRM check. It spins the disc once or twice to read the rights off the disc, and then it gives you the access to play online with it. And, well, and it or continues to, to do it yeah. randomly throughout the thing. I mean, it's exactly what 360 did, where you could install your games, and it would just you had to have the, game, the disc in so it could do an intermittent check. Right? Yeah. Because um, I actually screwed up discs that way, and I had them as long as they read them for like the first ten seconds of me turning it on, it was good. Yeah, but you know, like I say, it's 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 there's so you're you're. See, you're you're emulating because that's really what backwards compatibility comes down to. You're emulating so much more, you're and you're having to figure out ways for that to work. See, like so, PS3 games that have well, what, updates. But would it be like is a virtual console really emulated though? If you just t- virtual console, probably not. But I mean, technically, if if it's see, because I guess that's where you go. Virtual console technically is not backwards compatibility because it's it's the game being made specifically for, for 3ds. That, yeah, uh, and, and if for all that means is repackaging it to where it can play on 3ds or Wii U or whatever it was. Well, but yeah. see the difference of just having a digital PS3 game be able to run on PS4. That's not because it's still a PS3 game. You are playing a PS3 well, game, and see that's where backwards compatibility. It's not virtual, that's, that's backwards compatibility. That's not virtual console because the game is not repackaged or anything for PS4. You're literally just playing a PS3 that's what, that's game. What you, that's what I would mean. So like, yeah, so that's not that's that's not going to be virtual you, console. But you could technically say that uh, it's backwards compatibility with the, some of the PS2 titles, like Bounty Hunter. That's a Star Wars game and stuff like that. Yeah, but those are games that have been repackaged. And that's what I mean. Right, yeah. Uh, but and see, and so, that's, that's different. See, that is virtual console, basically. Well, see, if you want to talk about that. that, that the PS2 classics on PS4? And that's where... That is basically the, the equivalent to virtual console. It's a game that is being repackaged and repurposed to play specifically on a PS4. Well, and see, that's where backwards compatibility... Nowadays, the definition gets kind of muddled is that if I was a digital-only PS3 gamer and I get a PS4 and they did this, it'd be the same. I mean, yes and no. It, I mean, but, but I get what you're saying. I mean, yeah. you're, you're continuing to play the so game like, It would be much more akin to what Xbox is doing because technically Xbox does no disc, um, no disc reading for back to back. Like you said, you put the Xbox, you put the 360 in the Xbox One, it checks the DRM, it goes, he owns the game, it gives you a downloadable copy of that game, right. and then all you have to do is have the disc in. You're playing a downloaded version of the game that has been repurposed for the Xbox One. Right. And that's, again, what I say is it's certain and games well, they, they roll through. See, they have a great model that they could take from Sony, I think, with that. And say, like, imagine this. Imagine if, um, like, I, I don't know, off the top of my head, they, at E3, you know, in three days, there is... Devil May Cry 5, like a true Devil May Cry 5 game with Dante and all that. Which, can we hold up a second? Because I thought about it too, but how the fuck would that work? What do you mean? I don't think I've ever seen a company do a reboot and then literally completely ignore the reboot and move forward. I'm not saying it yeah, can't happen, but, but it'd be extremely weird. That, that's just off the top of my head. But yeah, that would be. But if they like said, you know, Devil May Cry 5, here it is. Play the first four because you got one, two, three, and four. I almost said three, but yeah, four. Play the first four, uh, all digitally, all five ninety nine a piece. You could download them off the PS4 Marketplace, or Sony Store. So that would get you hyped up. Now that's that is a weird example. The more I think about it, because they had an HD collection for those games. But like, imagine if it was like um, I can't think of a game series like Jack and Daxter. They're bringing back or a Sly Cooper for that matter. All of those, and you can and you can yeah, yeah and. Well, Jack and Dexter doesn't do that. Oh, yeah, they do. It's a crappy pita vort. Uh, On Vita, but yeah. I said pita vort. Pita. pita you know pita the, little, port, the little sandwich? Sandwiches. Pitas. But, yeah, like, I think that, honestly, like, when when you should bring a franchise back, I think that you should, five years to a decade after, you know. It, it, well, I guess the bigger question is, and I, and this is something I was thinking about a lot when I was on the plane, when do you consider a franchise dormant? I think after five or ten years. I think because it's, it's really hard to say because you know I will I will say you know Ascension came out this is just using God of War because it's something that's going to be big at E3 um, God of War is not technically a reboot it's a sequel reboot which is a sequel a, yeah, a, a re-sequel a sweet boot <laughs> I don't know uh, a, sequ- a squeaky boot anyway um, the, the the difference for that is like you know Ascension came out in like 2012 2013 uh, and then we're seeing this one 2017 which is four years later yeah um but you know, God of War has felt pretty dormant. See, my thing is, is that and but and see, they're bringing back. But you know, that's what I'm saying. Like, is that reviving an old franchise at that point? I mean, it's, it's keeping an old franchise alive. I think that. Five, but what's what? what do, when do you consider it reviving? Because like you know, if they brought something back like fucking Colony Wars or fucking Medieval, that's 
reviving a franchise because medieval hasn't seen a game since the fucking remake on PSP for the first one, which came out like 2004. Yeah. And see, that's why I think five to 10 years. So that's now is, 12 years. If they came out with a new medieval now, that's reviving. a well, franchise. yeah. And how long has, uh, now revitalizing is a little different. Revitalizing is kind of like what they do with DMC. DMC Devil May Cry four came out and yes, DMC was a good chunk afterwards, but it was, Hey, here's Devil May Cry. We're rebooting, but not only is the reboot going to be different, it's going to be trying to build upon what we've already yeah. done, but revitalizing. Which, in a weird you know, way. this is Which, a, that's a, very a very unpopular opinion. I actually really that game enjoyed that game. Um, I thought the game was I fine. The game was, yeah. I just, uh, I like the art style. I thought the, I think the it was combat. Came out. I didn't, I, I didn't beat it. I just got tired of it. I beat that game in one sitting. I remember you telling me yeah, that. Yeah, like I think we, me and you went to GameStop and I brought it but home. But you got the DMC for uh, PS4. For PS4. Yeah. yeah. So, I but, remember that. So, you know, I think five to ten years is a good time because that's about the time I would think it typically de- to, to develop a brand new first party or, you know, even third party big title from the ground up five years-ish to get all the rights back again. I think it, it's different because it's, it's, it's going to be a little different because, like, you know, stuff like Horizon takes five years because you have to build world, you have to build lore, you have to build an engine, well, you have to figure that thing out. Horizon was in development for a they, very long time. They never uh, said but, how long Crash was in development for, did they? The new one? Yeah. Um, it's been in development for like a... Uh, they started development before they announced it. So they announced it at last year's E3. Yeah. And so then, at least two to three years, uh, I would think. I, I would say that probably from start to finish, two-year development cycle. Okay, so... Well, yeah, that's not nearly enough time for something to be claimed as dormant. And that's three uh, games. Yeah, that's not something to be claimed as dormant, I would think. Well, but Crash is dormant because Crash has not been around since 2008 when they did Crash uh, Mind Over Beauty. Well, no, I'm talking about the three-year span. Like, if I, if, if I haven't seen a game from a company in three years, I wouldn't think it's dormant. I no, think yeah, because that's it. normal. Yeah. But see, the thing about... That's why I think dormant would be around See, and it's five hard to say because, you plus. know, it's hard to say dormant because, like, God of War, the last thing that Sony Santa Monica put out was dormant. God of War Ascension. Dormant, yeah, that's a dormant But that's series. four years. They didn't. Li- they literally did not release another game in the in-between. I would, I would call it... Well, and see, you kind of have to have developer communication because if you don't, you don't know if they're working on it. You don't know if it's dead. You don't know what's going on with the series. Um, see, okay. I think dormant is, is I think it's kind of has to be used how, it, I think it changes per game, honestly. Yeah. And, I, I do think, because I think some games have a life after, like uh, God of War 3 and God of War Ascension, specifically speaking. Uh, Ascension had multiplayer, which gave it a little more life. Uh, but God of War 3 specifically, you know, its life was over once people kind of picked it up and beat it. You know, right. it had it had a big spike, and then of course people play it later. Some people played it for the first time on PS4, but it's a game that you do consider it's kind of gone. Whereas games like Halo, it's harder because the game thrives and continues to live through multiplayer. Call of Duty continues to live yeah, through multiplayer, correct. so those games don't see they stay and definitely with DLC and stuff they stay in the limelight a little longer. Whereas some of these other games, it's like they feel like they're dormant because they're single player. They're very single player driven. Sometimes they don't have multiplayer at all, uh, and then that ends up being so it's like that happens a big burst around the release everybody's talking about it and then it 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 well and now that i think about it and i think that's what makes some franchises feel dormant over others and it also could be games and franchises being a little dormant like because if i would say demon souls demon souls is well overdue for an hd remaster or a ground up remaster and technically yeah there hasn't been a sequel to demons right there now there are games in the same series basically well in the same game style but yeah that's a good question that's a good way to to it's it's because it's been dormant, but the rest of the series hasn't. It's a blurred line at that point. Yeah, because it's the uh, it's the weird kind of shared universe, not shared universe, kind of thing. So like, it, I just feel like if a game series hasn't seen the limelight in a long time, and there's a there's a huge devoted fan group, because you know there there are going to be these huge devoted fan groups for every game, and you know I think if there's a demand. Depending on the size of the demand, you can do virtual console. If there is a huge demand, like Crash, you could do a remaster from the ground up. Um, well, I think be- that was a pretty risky move. No, see, I, and when I, I say risky, I mean that it's a lot more money than just remastering it or repluffing it up. Yeah, that's and the thing it is, is, a little is bit that more. you you risk. Uh, they put a lot of money behind it, which I'm glad they did. I'm really happy that Sony and Activision kind of came together and did it that way because I'm, I'm very they proud very of they very easily. Could have just, they hear people talking, they very easily could have just done kind of what Square did with uh, Final Fantasy. It's like, hey, we want to do Final Fantasy VII, but we're going to announce the remaster first. I swear, you outchunk this microphone at that TV if they do another Final Fantasy VII trailer That's without cool. a release. Just buy me another one. I'll just take that one home. My TV's already broken, anyways. And buy me I'm one used one. to broken TVs. But, you know, so, you know, I think that, 
I think that. So I guess, but we're, and I guess we've kind of deviated from the point. I, I did want to talk about just revitalizing old franchises in general, and it's weird because, like you know, when you bring back an old franchise and you revive it, it's really hard to strike a balance. Um, but because well, of course, a lot of players, like let's say Spyro is another example, needs something. Not Skylanders. It needs the it needs the crash treatment, in my opinion. Well, see, and a lot a of people lot like of- that, and that, that's what's so crazy that prior to this, people didn't think of it that way. Like you know, another example is. Uh, of a rebuild from the ground up remake is, is Ratchet and Clank but it's also not because they changed that game a lot like yes it is a similar game but they added a lot whereas what they're doing in Crash is keeping it very faithful to the original but sometimes they're taking stuff that was added in the third game and just putting it back into that into the first game yeah. like time trials or uh, analog stick support stuff like that yeah, and I guess we're going a little too long with it. But well, and I think it's partially because the subject as a whole is is very subjective, and right? It's and part it's, of why it's I like so talking about different it. for each series too. Yeah. So, and I guess, I mean, do you have any final thoughts on it? Well, okay. So here's the thing: is that for me personally, it, so for you, yeah, I would like there to be a virtual console or a backwards compatibility function of some kind because the way I think about it. And this is, you know, Jim Ryan or whatever said that, you know, not a lot of people use it. That's fine. There are people that would use it. That's not something. It's like it's it's not like an air conditioner but where it sucks when it's off. And yeah, it's great I'm with it's you, on. but you know, there's R and D that goes into that. That they're having to pay people to do that. And is it the? Is, I think is that the return, return would be worth it. I mean, I'm not saying it wouldn't, but that's that's a business side, yeah. and a business decision that we don't see that. You know what I mean? Right. They have way more statistics than we ever will. Yeah, and that's that's why it's all subjective to me, and it's my you know my now, opinions. Think he, they may not be right. He worded it very poorly. He it? did. He, he he came off as old Sony from the from the PlayStation Three eras that I don't want to hear from again. But actually, I can't even say that because old Sony from the PlayStation Three era had would've fucking been, backwards compatibility. Was, well, yeah, and they would have acknowledged a problem like this. I don't think. Um, <laughs> I don't know. It's weird. But you uh, know, I think that in some form or factor, it should make a comeback because it doesn't hurt people who don't care about it. But it, it's great for people who do. I'm gonna go ahead and say and I don't think we're gonna see it on PS4. That's that's important. Thing you're to say. probably we're right. not gonna see it on PS4 you're, now. Because PS4 moved to PC uh, x86 architecture, I would be very surprised if PS5 doesn't stay on this architecture, meaning that backwards compatibility is way easier. Depending on when PS5 comes, like Xbox Scorpio, it, they've already said that's a new system, so it's not an Xbox One. They need to But it's have, part of the Xbox One family, meaning that exactly what we're talking about. It can play the Xbox One and 360 games because it's built on the same architecture. And that's exactly and what the PS5 exactly what PS5 be. will do. There's and no, almost no way. to be. x86 is way easier for developers, uh, and that's one of those good things. It helps bring some of these old games back that way because you have an easier de- development base. Right. Um, but I would say that, in my opinion, if, are you, do you have something else to add? No, no, I was going to say, I was just going to say, and, you know, if, if PS5 does the same thing where it's, you can play PS4 games and everything, mm-hmm. then if, I think that console generations could be shorter as long as they did this backwards compatibility. I think that backwards compatibility matters when you have console generations that are slightly smaller. Yeah. Well, um, my opinion on it is a little different. Um, Sorry, I got lost. <laughs> yeah, I was trying to figure out what you're looking at. I was looking at the recorder for the audio. I don't know why. It, it, I keep paying it, it got me. Um, anyway, uh, my opinion on it's a little different. I mean, I do think that back compatibility is a nice feature. I would love to use it. But at the same time, I do think there gets to be a point where it's like, uh, it's cool that Xbox did it. I think they get great brownie points for doing it. Right. I, I know a lot of people who, who love that function. And I think it, it was a very smart move by Xbox. But I also think that... And, and this is a lot of stuff. I think it partially comes down to Sony has the games to negate the issue. Sony has yeah. the new games to negate the issue. Yes, it'd be great if we could play old games. But they're like, hey, old games are great. But you know what's even better? New games. New games. You've Demon never Souls HD before. Remastered. <laughs> that's, that's one of the FromSoft games. That is, that is one little interject I do have. That hey, that, that's, that's one of my E3 predictions now. We're going to get Demon Souls HD, and that's going to segue in to Bloodborne 2. Man, if you're gonna, you're gonna, Dark Souls you're gonna see from software pop that? up on the screen. It's gonna be like from software, and you'd be like, "Holy shit, it's Bloodborne 2. And then they're gonna start showing Demon Souls HD gameplay. You'll be like, "What the fuck?" I'll warn and you. And then guys. you're gonna be like, "And then you're gonna be sad, right?" You'll be like, "Oh man, I really expected Bloodborne 2. And then the screen's gonna dim out, and then you're gonna start hearing the Bloodborne. So it's gonna be music. kind of like the Call of Duty thing where it did the new one, and then it did the re- like the remastered at the end. Yeah, kinda. that'd be kind of cool. Anyway, so that's. Who knows? That could be completely bullshit. I'm warn but that'd you guys, be cool. For those that tune in on Monday, if they do have Bloodborne 2, I will need an adult diaper. Okay, hold on. Tell me now and, and commit. If they announce Bloodborne 2, which I feel like is a given at this point. I don't feel like it's a given at all. But I do. I think it's, I don't think it's going to happen. It's too smart of a move for Sony not to do. But That's right, but I still don't think it's going to happen. But, no, okay, because Miyazaki's very weird with this kind of stuff. But what if it's... I don't, I don't want this to be true, but what if they still do it without Miyazaki? No. 
Okay, but more importantly, no. so if Bloodborne 2 is announced, do you promise me right here and now that you will take your shirt off and spin around? I don't know if I can promise that. I probably oh, do so something. If we do not see your nipples in this live stream at some point in time tomorrow. I'll take my shirt off. It ain't tomorrow. Tell you what, I'll, 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 I'll work with you because I don't know how Twitch's rules are over nipples. I think it's cool as long as they're not women nipples. You know, I, we I can remember, put little hey, we can put little black X's on top. Of I remember, like on a Rooster Teeth podcast, we got some. We got some uh, Greg was talking about this. When we got he was some tape guest. over there, buddy. I'm little, not putting tape on my hairy nipples. It's fucking electrical tape. It won't hurt. It's sensitive. Damn, we're getting off on tangents. We okay. Are. Well, anyway, I don't think backwards compatibility is that necessary, uh, but I do think it's a cool feature. Uh, but I think Sony. Uh, I think that. One thing that I really do think could be true is if the, if Sony was in Microsoft's position this generation, uh, I don't think Microsoft planned to do it until they needed to do it. Yeah, and I think that's exactly why Sony hasn't done it. They're they like, we, they're, they like the they're like, and eh, we got PS Now, we got new games, we're killing it on this, we're selling extremely well. Now it'd be different if Xbox was killing and going way above and beyond. Uh, it would make more sense to then have. Then PlayStation would be like, oh shit, we, got to we've got to have a feature that gets us back. Because like, you know, that's what happened with the PS3. It's all about the goodwill. They worked their way back up with goodwill of the gamers. Uh, and that's something that you end up doing. And it sounds weird, but a business is a business. And they save those kind of moves when they need when them. They, yeah. And hopefully they won't need to make those moves. Now, I want them to. But hopefully yeah. there's not something that happens with Sony in the next couple of well, years. Well, look, let's say this. E3 is literally right around the corner. I, I do think it's very safe to say... It hasn't happened yet. It's probably not going to happen at all. But at this E3, if they do not talk about backwards compatibility at all, and considering that they just it's recently said it, it's not yeah. going to happen. It's, 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 it's already too. It's we're done. already right on the we're, corner. We're nearing closer to PS5. Yeah, I was going to say. And that means that this PS4 train, is the game Scorpio, are going to keep coming, but features are going to be a little less of an importance. Yeah. Because I still feel highly likely that we get a late 2018, early 2019 release for the PS5. Well, and I think it depends on what Scorpio is, how much it costs and stuff. It's going to put a pressure a on the market. There's a lot and of stuff. It can change, but you know. But I do think it's safe to say that we're not going to see it at, at E3 or PSX. And there's, if we don't, there's going to yeah, be no talk just... of PS5 for a little while. There's too many. Oh, there's yeah, too many PS4 games sure. on the horizon that are that look so great that it doesn't matter. I couldn't tell that was a pun. On the horizon, yeah. <laughs> no, it wasn't. But you know, too bad, huh? We get a little snare and do don't. Well, guys, this has been episode eleven. <laughs> Triangle squared. Don't forget, we put our PSN IDs in the description below. Yeah, so add us if you want to. I'm playing Killing Floor a lot this week. It's a free game. Pick it up. Shoot me an invite if I'm online and you're online too. You should play that game. It's a very good game. I'm not game. promising you guys anything, but I'll try. I mean, it's free. You have nothing to lose. Time. I mean, and here's the an thing. hour. Time is literally worth more than my money. You know? I mean, sometimes. So with that being said... um, Hopefully we see all of you uh, for the E3 watch along. I know this has been a little long in the tooth. I apologize. Yeah, we're just kind of super tired. I'm kind of rambling. It's, it's E3 week, and there's you know we're kind of winding down to get excited Monday. I'm you, super excited, but my brain is literally like when it's it's in the areas that are not completely shut down. I'm just over here like, what the fuck is going to happen on Monday? <laughs> well, if you guys drop in, be sure to talk to us in chat because we will be yes, responding to we chat. will be responding to chat questions unless and something is going crazy. Then you guys should go crazy with us. You take chat. you take your shirts off. Show us your nipples. I don't really know how that works. I mean, Twitch is not no, two Twitch, way. Yeah, I was gonna say you can't tweet do. us a picture of your nipples. Don't do that. <laughs> All right. Well, what I'm interested in is that because this is such an open ended topic, I would like to hear y'all's ideas. Do y'all care course, a lot about backwards yeah. compatibility? Do you think that this middle ground that Crash is kind of taking, uh, and to a some extent, uh, Sonic Mania is taking? Do you think that these are viable options to negate that? Uh, do you think it's smarter for companies to try and pull back and? bounce back to people that love those ages, but doing it with a little more modern style uh, to it. Um, and that's cool. It's like adding trophies and stuff without having to right, retroactively right. go in there. So it's a cool way to do it. Uh, but anyway, if you think that those are good ideas or if you have another idea that you think uh, would be better that we didn't talk about, hey, it's highly likely that's true. Uh, if you have that, let us know in the comments below or tweet at us or whatever you want to do. Yeah. Uh, and if you ever have any questions that you want to be read or that you would like our opinion on, you can tweet directly at us. And depending on what it is, we may just answer it in the tweet uh, or we can save it and do it on air. Uh, so until... Monday night. Yeah, I was gonna say until next week, but until hey, Monday night, three days later. Hopefully, yeah, we'll you're, see you're everybody be, there. Yeah, you'll be watching this Monday. So until Monday night or tonight, depending on, uh, we will see you then. So hopefully, you'll join us. Thank you. It's been episode eleven. Boys, thank you.